Hello, everyone, and welcome once again to Starship Podcast Warlock. My name is Drew. My name is Jeff. And we are watching Abfab. That's right, season four. Uh, you thought it was going to be a mixture of different shows. We got obsessed with the very first one we watched, and now we're going to be watching Abfab. Uh, I don't mean to imply that we've never seen Abfab. Of course we have. Um, why would we watch something we'd never seen before when we could watch something we have seen before? That's how this show works. Right. We are so boring that we will not watch something that we haven't seen before. That's right. Yes. Mm -hmm. uh, we, we just have to be prepared. Like, if there's a surprise in it, we can't really handle it, so we've we've got to we've got to not. We're old. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding, of course. I love watching things I've never seen before. But yes, uh, I, I, right I now do. we are. Oh yes, I do them. too. Absolutely. Yes, of course. It's <laughs> it's been a long time since I've seen this though. Um, although some of this I remember very very well because I know we watched it more than once. Mm -hmm. um, we'll be talking a little bit more about what we were doing when this was airing uh, next time. Uh, for those of you who actually listen to this part of the podcast, uh, you may remember like we used to talk about ourselves because we're fascinating. And uh, so we're going to be doing that a little bit this this time around. Uh, in you addition to talking about the people face, who... I, I applaud. <laughs> in addition to the people who uh, are performing in this show, which is what we'll talk about today, uh, we will do a little chat about Jennifer Saunders, uh, whose Wikipedia page... Uh, in case you're just tuning in, which seems unlikely. Um, but we do all our research on Wikipedia. Uh, I do donate. Uh, so it's, it's paid for. Okay. I don't <laughs> <laughs> take care of my all share. Right. <laughs> yeah, I do. I do. Um, so let's talk about Jennifer Jane Saunders, who was born on 6 July, 1958 and is currently age 63. Um, this is actually, I was, I was looking at this just a minute ago before we started and actually this is quite a good Wikipedia page. It sort of reads like someone deliberately wrote it. Like it, it it's not just a arcane collection of facts. It actually is, is very funny and we'll, we'll get into the reasons why. Like I'm tempted to just read the whole thing, but that would be incredibly hacky and we don't do that here at Starship Podcast Warlock. We summarize heavily. Again, how do you do this with a straight face? I, I must <laughs> learn. You must teach me your secrets. Uh, improv training. Mm, okay. okay, so Go through the same training you did. Oh wait, but you're actually then you still can doing probably it. do it. Yeah, never mind. All right. So uh, anyway, uh, Jennifer Saunders. Uh, let's let's get into it. Uh, we don't usually talk about where she was born and all that stuff, but it is uh, interesting. I guess her mom was a bio teacher. Her father was a pilot in the RAF. Um, and she, I guess, met Don French in, uh, school at the Central School of Speech and Drama in London. And apparently, so they, they both came from RAF backgrounds, it says, and they grew up on the same base, even had the same best friend without ever meeting uh, And apparently they didn't get along well at first. Uh, according to Saunders, French was a cocky little upstart and, uh, French thought Saunders was snooty and uptight. Uh, so that's fun. Uh, and I guess uh, Don French wanted to, to take the course, and Jennifer Saunders somehow got into it without realizing that it was a, a course to become a teacher. Uh, so she, <laughs> I guess her mom filled in the application form, according to this. <laughs> so anyway, uh, they, they had some friction initially while they were in college, and then they uh, got an apartment together. Um, and... <laughs> <laughs> apparently Jennifer Saunders room uh, was so messy that uh, when someone, how messy was it, Drew? <laughs> it, 
it was so messy that when uh, someone broke into the apartment, um, the cop said, it's really bad, the, but the worst is that room at the top, which was Jennifer Saunders' room, and no one had gone in there <laughs> during the break-in. Um, somehow this this tracks. This, this kind of makes sense to me. Um, you know, that almost seems like that should be a Lost Young Ones episode. I'm just saying. It does. It does. Um, so I guess they started performing together after they graduated. Um, they had a double act called the Menopause Sisters, uh, which the less said <laughs> the better. described the act, which involved wearing tampons in their ears as cringeworthy. <laughs> again, I, I feel like now, now I can see how she and Aid Edmondson got together because that, again, sounds like a young one. Well, hell, I mean, I could think of the Young Ones episode where, where Rick pulls out the tampons at uh, yes. that is in Jennifer's purse and starts playing with it as a little cat toy. So uh, there you go. <laughs> yeah, that 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 sequence makes a lot more sense now, uh, kind of. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the manager's uh, recollection of them, which is they didn't seem to give a damn. There was no star quality about them at all, which I find great. Um, that, that feels about right. That feels very right. Mm-hmm. Uh, I find that admirable. So um, the first thing that I saw them in was the comic strip, um, which obviously I didn't see them on stage in that in that performance, but in the comic strip presents. Um, and I guess the comic strip included Aid and Rick Mayall, Peter Richardson, and Robbie Coltrane, which I didn't know, actually. I didn't realize that he uh, performed with them. I thought he was just kind of in the in the area. Oh, and Robbie they Coltrane? cast him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see. So, yeah, uh, it says, I mean, it's funny. I, I associate him with that group in particular because of the fact that he had the guest stars on, uh, guest starring appearances on the young ones. Um, yeah. So I, I figured he must have something to do with that considering that, you know, young ones seems like a cavalcade of pretty much everybody that had been on comic strip at one time or another. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, I guess French and Saunders were, um, French was working as a drama teacher at one point where it says, whilst Saunders was on the dole and spending much of her time in bed. Huh. Uh, she's sounding more and more like Adina every time. Which yeah, I love. tell me about it. Uh, so, yeah, I did see the comics represents. Uh, I think they were showing it after the young ones on MTV when I was taping the young Actually, ones. And so, like, yeah. Yeah. I so I got say, a I, I just you skipped over I think one of the best bit which was that they were they're talking about their performing and they gained a cult following with members including Dustin Hoffman, Jack Nicholson, and Robin Williams who once joined in the performance. Oh would, gosh, I would just yeah. kill to see Robin Williams on stage with with uh, Don French and Jennifer Saunders. <laughs> I mean, oh my God, right? Uh, um, although you know, I mean, there, there are people I used to do um, that I was doing improv with that um, they used to have a show up in, in North beach. Uh, that was the, the group that Laura, uh, Lindeback was in. And, um, I remember them telling that one, the day, one of the times that, you know, Robin Williams being up in San Francisco, uh, that he literally walked into the club and basically was like, Hey, can I jam with you guys tonight? <laughs> and it's so it was amazing. just like, it was just like he went up on stage and we pretty much just tried to survive that entire night, but it was a blast holding on to that, that whirlwind. So, um, I, I just, I have to wonder what that was like. Uh, seeing oh the three God. of those folks on stage. Amazing. Anyway, I'm sorry um, I cut you off. You were saying. No, no, no. Uh, that was a good fact. I'm glad you threw that in. Uh, very little known. That's why it's on Wikipedia. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so talking about the comic strip presents, I was just saying that after the young ones, uh, I think probably what happened is I would tape the young ones and I got a little bit of that because mm. 
uh, here's another history lesson. When you had a VCR, often things wouldn't end at the right time, and so you would tape a little bit before and a little bit afterwards to make sure you got the whole thing. Uh, and so I got a little bit of the comic strip. I'm like, what is this? So I had to watch it. Um, Five Go Mad in Dorset was the first episode, which I guess is, um, is it Enid Blyton? Am I making that up? The famous five? I, I, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I actually haven't seen this. So, um, <laughs> so you're, you're and, introducing something to me at this point, which is surprising. UK folks listening to this now are like, uh, <laughs> just rolling their eyes. Uh, but well, yeah, apparently you, it's a parody folks of those. of a certain age, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of like, imagine the Hardy Boys, but instead of two guys, it's uh, a mix of guys and girls, and I think a dog. Um, but they're basically doing the same thing, which is they run around and then they stumble across a mystery and solve it. That's my understanding of it anyway. It, um, isn't that, um, isn't that Scooby-Doo? I mean, you uh, mentioned kind of, dog. It kind yeah. of is. Uh, but it predates Scooby-Doo, and I'm not sure they were like ghosts uh, who were old men in masks. Anyway, we're wandering a bit, but yeah, the comic strip, I guess, was uh, their first TV thing. Um, here, I actually have, I don't think I've ever heard of Girls on Top, but I guess she was in it with Tracy Ullman and Ruby Wax? Yeah, I've I've heard of it. I mean, I've never seen it, but I have heard of it. Um, that was 1985. Uh, let's see, she was in Happy Families, the Ben Elton thing, in the six-episode BBC situation comedy. I, I just, this is a very American thing to note, but I love the fact that uh, a successful show uh, might be six episodes uh, on the BBC, and then for us, that's like a failed <laughs> pilot. Well, it's you like know, Manimal. it's interesting. Not so much nowadays. Hey, shut up. I loved Manimal when that was on. I did that, too. Manimal and Auto Man, which was capitalizing yep. on the on the Tron phase. Um, I'll say there was, yep. there was an episode with Laura Branigan. That's all I'll say, who was a huge crush uh, for me back in the day. Um, I can understand that. Uh, yeah, self-control. Um, yeah, anyway. Mm -hmm. um, but, uh, but you know, it's interesting now in the days of, of um, Netflix and, and Prestige TV and stuff like that, look at all the, you know, the miniseries or things that are playing. Like, mm -hmm. I mean, you know, Stranger Things will run eight or nine episodes. Thrones will run ten episodes. Uh, the... You know, Marvel like Loki was six episodes. Like, I mean, you know, it's it's funny yeah. we've kind of come around Queen's to Gambit that sort was seven. of thing nowadays. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, no, I like it. I always have liked it. Um, I yeah. much prefer that to like twenty six episodes of nonsense. You know, I mean, yeah, or I mean, you know, sitcoms still run twenty something episodes a season, or even thirteen episodes mm -hmm. a season, or whatever. And um, but yeah. Um, which interestingly, I, I would think doesn't really let you like in order to write that much and to film that much that fast, I, I think you probably have to have a writer's room. So you have mm -hmm. to have a bunch of people in there, which can be good or bad. I think, you know, it's yeah. on the one hand, you've got a lot of creative minds that come from different places, uh, potentially funnier, but on the other hand, you don't have that kind of singular voice behind it all. Uh, which I think, well, uh, I mean, some of the other shows benefit from. You know, it's interesting when you talk about writer's room, because I think of, on the other hand, looking at, you know, Dan Harmon and seeing what um, and seeing what the writer's room was like at Community, if you've watched some of those. And again, they ran, you know, 20 something episodes the first couple seasons. And of course, they ran into problems, what have you. And then you want to look at um, I, I haven't seen what went on for AbFab, although a lot of that obviously was Jennifer Saunders driving it. But, you know, if you look at the documentaries for Blackadder for the 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 writer's room for that, and that was only six episodes. So. Mm -hmm. Interesting. 
Uh, yeah, I could be totally wrong about how that works, but I do I yeah. do like being able to catch up on a show fairly quickly because mm-hmm. uh, what we're going to watch is is basically is less than a season of an American sitcom. <laughs> That's true. Anyway, moving on. Uh, so French and Saunders, I guess, started in 87 um, and ran for 20 years, it looks like, or at least... That was when the last one was was made. Yeah, I mean, it was it was not every single year. It was just kind of an every <laughs> sure, once in a yeah. while type of thing. And um, and actually, I, I think some of my favorite sketches of theirs are ones that didn't necessarily air that you've seen as outtakes. Like there's a there's uh, one I think I borrowed from you at one point. There was um, for the videotape for Shada or whatever. I think there was also a bunch of Doctor Who spoofs, and one of them was kind of them being as uh it was kind of a trial of a time lord um spoof with them dressed up as silurians and kind of continually interrupting Mm -hmm. the uh uh the proceedings and the other one being their parody of um uh chess i know him so well where they're they're doing the cutting back and forth between the two of them and jennifer clearly doesn't know the words i think it was jennifer um (laughs) like i I just uh, that that cracks me up every single time i I see that. And like, I think both of those are outtakes. I don't think they ever made it to TV. Oh my God. Yeah. I need to look those up. I've only, I haven't seen that much. I think I've, I've seen the one that I lent you and maybe mm-hmm. another one. Um, but it is, it is pretty great. And as we've already noted, um, modern mother and daughter, I guess is the name of the quest, the mm-hmm. quest, the sketch that <laughs> absolutely fabulous sprang from. <laughs> oh, Interesting. Uh, it says Saunders and French were going to star in the comedy together, but just as the studio had been booked, French received a long-awaited phone call confirming that an adoption agency had a new baby for her to adopt. Can you oh. imagine if Don French had continued in the Safi role? No, I mean, yeah, it's hard to see. Like, I mean, Julia is like, I mean, the right age, and I, I just I couldn't mm-hmm. imagine her as the like. I mean, it's fine for a sketch, but like, I think the level of of reality that makes for that yeah i can't see that although i do wish yeah that i mean they're clearly the same age i mean i do feel like the don french could have popped in as a as a certain role i mean not uh, at one point i was going to say you know as much as i love jane horrocks per picture don french's bubble or something like that i don't think something mm. like that but maybe maybe one of the uh the people helping to run the magazine or, or something like that or a pr person or yeah. something along those lines um seems to fit more yeah but it, it would be you know, or or maybe if she was playing Patsy, uh, I mean, I would still rather see Joanna Lumley in that role, particularly. But but mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, somebody more her age for that one. But like I said, for a sketch where you have somebody suddenly just pretending that they're young or whatever, I think that works perfectly fine. But I can't imagine that for a series. Um, yeah. Yeah. Interesting. It's funny how things work out. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Uh, Tell the truth. Other- you sent her the baby. I know you did. Just so you could engineer it. Me? Mm-hmm. You got a TARDIS. Is, you went back in time. <laughs> this is a weird conspiracy theory you have going. I will neither confirm nor deny this. I've had alcohol. Uh, um. Let's see. So um, just like skimming through some of this stuff, I guess she was in a couple of American sitcoms, uh, very obscure things, Roseanne, Friends, whatever that is. Um, I've never heard of that yet. Um, th- well, the Roseanne one was memorable because that was the season where, where you know, suddenly she had a ton. Of, Roseanne had a ton of money, and and uh, 
she runs in them at like a fashion show or something like that. I mean, Roseanne wanted to do an American Abfab. She was a huge fan of the show. And I mm-hmm. think they actually did a pilot, which was disastrous. And that was as with Red Dwarf and stuff like that. And mercifully, and the young ones, and mercifully did not go any further. Um, but uh, but she was a huge, huge, huge supporter of the uh, of the show. And um, I, I think she and, and Jennifer probably got along pretty well. Um so uh, I I did actually tape that episode. I remember that episode quite well. Mm-hmm. Um, I can yeah. I I've, I've never really watched Roseanne. So, but it says here she was playing Adina Monsoon, which is great. Yeah, they they were playing as uh, and Adina and Patsy basically show up. I think they're in like the restroom or whatever. Because like I said, um, yeah, it's I mean it's kind of a walk on gratuitous thing. I mean they got a huge applause, but if you didn't know who the hell you were, you would have been like, why does anybody care? But. Um, but I will give American audiences credit or perhaps the editing folks credit for making it a huge, huge deal the second they show up. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't say anything about Friends as um, I stopped watching, watching once they got rid of the monkey. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> I think I've that watched... Was mo- that was the I'm most interesting sure part of the show for me. I'm pretty sure I've watched exactly one Friends episode, and I, it was a Thanksgiving episode, which I watched to prepare for a Thanksgiving special improv show. Um, <laughs> that's interesting. Yeah, that was pretty much it. Um, I'm just skimming through to see what else I find interesting here. Um, because my taste is all that really matters. Um, she wrote the script for the Spice Girls based jukebox musical Viva Forever, <laughs> which received some of the worst reviews of 2012 and quote arguably of all time. I see. I'd love this for her. Like I, I'd, I'd really enjoy. <laughs> she seems to have a great sense of humor about like how uh, some of her work is received which which i think is kind of hilarious and i I think if you wrote a spice girls based jukebox musical you'd kind of want it to be terrible like imagine the the shame of writing a spice girls based jukebox musical that's actually good well i mean i meant how strange I, i know that you're you're a fan of spice world yes i love spice world i adore. i have spice never world. Yes. seen it i have never oh my seen god it. Uh, Maybe that should be a bonus episode for no apparent reason. <laughs> All right, right after it's, we watch the Abfab movie, it's delightful. We watch the because uh, I love the <laughs> Abfab movie. Yeah, right after that. All right, I will. I would suffer the Spice Girls. But I, I don't object to the Spice Girls. Like it's, I, I object. I don't either. Yeah, I have seen them. I've seen them live, uh, minus Jerry, of course, because at that time she wasn't doing anything. But yeah, I've um, seen the the four remaining spices. Hmm. Interesting. So Umami was gone. Got it. Um. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sure. Yeah, I'll go with that. Yeah. Uh, let's see. I guess she was in an episode of The Simpsons. She did a comic relief parody of Upstairs, Downstairs, and Downton Abbey. She's been at a... Oh, she's in Muppet Treasure Island. I forgot about that. Yes. Mm-hmm. Actually, when I say forgot, I mean I probably have never seen Muppet Treasure Island, but you know. Oh wow! I was gonna say we should do that too, but no. I mean, uh, but but it is worth <laughs> seeing. It is absolutely worth seeing. Let's see. Spice World we talked about. Absolument fabuleux, a French uh, film based on absolutely fabulous. What is this? Yeah, um, I, I have I have heard of that. Um, I okay, think I have, have to, to look that, that up. We mm-hmm. may have to. Um, uh, oh. That's right, Shrek one. 2. I do remember her from Shrek 2. Yeah, and she had a um, very good voice. I liked her singing Holding Out mm-hmm. for Hero. Um, I also have a huge, huge... I, I 
adore that song. I admit, I, I do like Bonnie Tyler, and um, even though we, we might remember a mutual friend that was like blaring Total Eclipse of the Heart every time we walked <laughs> by his room, if you remember that. Um, oh my God. Wait, are we talking about uh, the one who was also blasting uh, Nine Inch Nails the day I got to college? I don't know. The other thing I was going to say, I remember them blasting was... Um, was uh, Jane's Addiction Caught Stealing, which um, we refer oh, to no, this as, is the, someone else, then. as the Arf Arf song. Um, <laughs> the Arf Arf the do- song. Because it's the we, dog. We got to like, save some I- of these. <laughs> we got to save some of these stories for next week. Oh, um, yeah. Um, and, and some of this, you can guarantee, will be talked about this after we watch the episode and we've turned the uh, recording off. Absolutely. Yes. Uh I forgot she was in Coraline. She voiced one of the characters there, along with Don French. Wait, who, who uh, did... Uh, I didn't Miss see Miss Spink and Miss Forcible. I think those were the, the twins, right? Or the two yeah, roommates I, I or whatever do, they were. I mean, yeah, Lovers? it's funny. I, I mean, I loved the book, but I had issues with the movie, mostly the fact that they invented a little boy partially because they felt like, yeah. geez, boys won't give a shit about the about the girl character. That that ticked me off to high heaven. Uh, although I liked I the the, uh, the they might be giant song that they uh, that they threw in. I I approved with that. Um, but what was yeah, that? I had problem. Uh, it was just like the other father singing, um, and it was like Flansburg doing the or well, I forget uh, singing a, a little song about Coraline or whatever. It's a nice little thing, but I, I like that. Um, oh. But hmm. uh, yeah, and Keith David voicing the cat because um, Keith David's voice is amazing. I need to watch that again. It's been a while. Yeah. Um, we've we've alluded before the fact that she's married to Aid Edmondson, Vivian from The Young Ones. In case you forgot, season one already. Mm-hmm. Um, they got married in 1985 and are still married. I love that. And um, three daughters and four grandchildren. I mean, yeah, and, and even though we're not talking about Don French for the most part, uh, that she, of course, is also married to a comedian. She's married to Lenny Henry. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, yeah. not I, I, about Don French. So there's a lot of, yeah, <laughs> there's a lot of fun things here. I, I highly suggest you go to your library, uh, find the rare books room, and take out a copy of Wikipedia. Um, and take a look at the Jennifer Saunders page in there. She's worth it. <laughs> and with that, we will now get into the episode. Um, we are oh, going to... <laughs> we're going to take a slight break so that this thing can be uh, rendered in three parts, and we'll be right back. All right, everybody, it's time to watch Fat, which is the second episode of Absolutely Fabulous. Uh, or I'm it's already a weird outfit, but the title. <laughs> Yeah, maybe maybe the uh, makers of the DVD have uh, fooled me. Wouldn't be the first time. All right, so you know how this works, everyone. We are going to count down from three, uh, three, two, one. I'll say play at when I say play. Unpause your video, and we'll all watch Fat together. Uh, yeah, here we go. Three, two, one, play. Kind of pisses me off. I don't get to hear AIDS dulcet tones. No, you should be. You should be upset. It's really delightful. Damn Damn it, Dylan. Assuming it is his fault, but I'm just going to blame him. We should probably find out. (laughs) We'll just shred it a little more. You'll be able to fit into it. 
Do we? Th is this her actual hair? Do we think? I think so. Because usually I mean, it's that's that a good short blonde thing. Did, did she dye it, maybe? So I that she know. wouldn't look like Patsy? No, I think that's her out. hair. But the color is different. I think she probably wore it that way back then. Hmm. <laughs> I love the way this is filmed. I was just about to say that. <laughs> this is brilliant. <laughs> this again. This outfit is nice. Um, yeah, if she could just take off the um, take off what she's wearing around his neck. Oh no, I like it. I think I've been brainwashed. I mean, it's very Eddie, but... Look at your sweater, Safi. I mean, let's... I think she was on the Muppet Show, Marisa Berenson. <laughs> the only reason I would know that name. You're big boned. I mean, it's funny. I mean, you know, she looks pretty thin right here. Mm-hmm.
<laughs> jellyfish is healthy. <laughs> I like jellyfish salad. One and a half, negotiate. <laughs> <laughs> How's the nightclub act coming along, Mike?
<laughs> oh yay now can we talk about Patsy's uh, beehive like I adore oh. the hairdo it says so much about the character <laughs> it is pretty uh, cathedralish. It's like Chief O'Brien. <laughs> oh god, I could see that. You know, it's interesting. We've had the opening scene again in her bedroom, and then we have a very long scene here in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. It's very similar to the first episode in that way. Mm-hmm. Gives me something to hang on to. <laughs> Look at Safi's look on her face. <laughs> what, map quest? <laughs> well, we got this shot again, too. Mm hmm. What is she wearing now? 
I don't know, but it's like giving her an extra 20 pounds. Adina Monsoon Creative Company. That hat. I mean, <laughs> and that skirt. That's fairly strained for Bubble. Oh, wait. Didn't see the uh, the leggings. Yeah, they are something. Even so, I agree. It's still fairly restrained for her. <laughs> I remember being so fascinated with her accent because it's like nothing I'd ever heard before at the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Where the demons roam. <laughs> Penny Marshall? I wish I knew who that was. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of references to track down here. Oh no. <laughs> well, that hasn't aged well. <laughs> Like, it's funny, I already got to that ahead of time, but I'm glad they're calling <laughs> it out. <laughs> oh, those curls on the top of her head. Patented Adina Fall. Yep. I have no idea. Who I could listen to is. Bubble read the phone book. 
Five, 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 <laughs> two, three, six, seven. So the music playing in there, my version was Sun's Heiner for Love. I wonder if that was in the original. I didn't notice. <laughs> oh, that look. I like when Patsy says, uh, don't question me. <laughs> this is actually kind of touching. Mm-hmm. That Pat's is being this way. Okay, do you think this guy is really American or not? Or is he just affecting the accent? Well, I can see either way on this one. Just the voice sounds very thespian, so... It's pretty good, though. I think he probably is not American. <laughs> What's that weird device that she's walking with? I don't know. It, it's like a power tool or something. <laughs> See, kids? I kind of like this outfit, too. Uh, Walkmans. Walksmen.
<laughs> oh, and she's got pigs on her. Huh? Oh, yeah. June Whitfield, yeah. And for some reason, she's got a Minnesota Vikings hat on. Maybe that Surge <laughs> is doing. <laughs> Complicated yet still rather marvelous hang-ups. <laughs> well, she was all right. <laughs> That's an old joke, but it's a great one. Mm -hmm. And that's that's like the most beautiful passive aggressive. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the thing is that she's got, I mean, I actually think she's got a decent figure, but she's so good at making herself look uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't like the color. <laughs> Reminded me of Ted Poole. And we've blown the BBC budget for the season. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Spitting image. This movie begins with lips. 
Yeah, I gotta agree with Spitting Image there. <laughs> the plates. <laughs> Black is slimming. What does it say on the back? Moschino jeans. Moschino? <laughs> I love the delivery. <laughs> Oh, Bubbles Pants. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, but they've got echolocation, I'm just saying. <laughs> it's funny, I didn't remember that twist at the end. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> uh, so cheesy. All right. Uh, we'll take a quick break and then discuss the episode. All right. We are back to discuss Fat, the second ab fab episode of all time jeff what'd you think well you know it's funny i i think i ding the first episode for dragging a little bit during the um during sort of the opening scenes in the kitchen where it was spending a lot of time establishing what was going on and there was a lot of pauses and i was saying things that actually felt like um more of a of a stage show or whatever but like overall i do feel like that the jokes there were were um were funnier, like, I mean, a lot of my favorite lines are from that episode, whereas this one, oddly enough, it feels more even and more solid, but, um, but I still like the first one better. That said, I still enjoyed this a lot. Um, the, the ending, um, felt almost a little too pat, I suppose, but, uh, but <laughs> overall, I, I still, I still enjoyed this episode. It's a good follow-up from the first one, absolutely, and, and, you know, I would certainly watch this one again, so, um, 
So I think the first one still rates higher in my list of the first two episodes that I've watched, but I still definitely enjoyed this. Yeah. Uh, I just remember we're going to have to rank these now. Yep. And I, gee, I, I've I thought we'd escape that. <laughs> I've already just given away like the uh, my first two rankings. So there you go. Uh, what a fool. Mm, uh, I, <laughs> I think that's a good assessment. I, I like this one. Um, I would agree that a lot of great lines come from the first one and fewer from this one. But um, the the highlight for me is is Bubble for some reason. Like it always kind of is like just her weird delivery and her just her approach to the lines. It's hard to really even explain what's going on there. Uh, just the weird blankness and everything. The the, the paper coming out of the answering machine is <laughs> so good. Oh god, um, yeah. <laughs> like I said, I, I was love so that. fascinated by her accent because I had never heard anything mm-hmm. close to that um, uh, I, when when I first saw the show. I want Jane Horrocks in this role at this time to be playing Doctor Who. <laughs> I probably yes. just because I'm thinking of Jodie Whittaker, but wouldn't that be fun? Well, you know, it's it's funny. Like, I mean, for a little voice and stuff like that, we'll talk about Jane Horrocks eventually. But like, she probably could do just about any accent that she wanted. Um, mm-hmm. Frankly, and, and we see her pop up. I believe she has more than one role in the later seasons of, of AbFab. Um, so she's, yeah, she is utterly brilliant. And But I could definitely see her as the Doctor. I mean, I could see her imitating Jodie Whittaker's Doctor, and I could certainly see her playing the Doctor. But I think if she did, it would be a very different, it would be a different take on the character just because I think that she would. Oh, she yeah. is just, she will just dissolve under a million different roles. She is so brilliant that way. I need and, to watch um, Little Voice. Yeah, it's worth watching. It's her and Michael Caine, if I remember correctly. Yeah, I I had the VHS tape for a long, long time and never got around oh, wow. to watching it. Interesting. Just have to find a way. Um, yeah, no, I, I really enjoyed that part. I I kind of really love the fact that you know, as warped as her perspective on the whole situation is, like Patsy is such a devoted friend uh, to Adina, and like is the one who's really upset about the situation. Uh, whereas everyone else is just like, meh. Um, I, I love that a lot. Um, <laughs> the whole Ivana Trump bit is, is quite good. Um, yeah. Uh, I love the fact, you know, it's funny because there's at least one thing. I don't remember what it was in the first episode where the audience catches on ahead of time and you can hear them laughing. In this case, it was the, you know, I twigged to that immediately, even though I hadn't watched the episode in a while, but I, even the first time I twigged to it immediately that, uh, that that was kind of who she was, you know, Patsy look like very much and and then it mm-hmm. takes it, it takes a little time for the audience to get it and it's funny that like nowadays because of the fact that that's not who uh, Trump is associated with as a wife I mean that's two mm-hmm. wives early uh, two wives ago at that point but um, but uh, yeah anybody from that age who remembers her is like oh god yes absolutely <laughs> yep um, so we meet Justin for the first time uh, which is mm-hmm. weird, you know. It's always really weird to me when there are American characters on a British show, and I'm not sure what it is. But I had the same problem with him. I had the same problem with um, uh, John Barrowman on Doctor Who. Like, there's something about the characters where I'm like, this seems mm-hmm. so fake. Well, it's when it's they have an American for, accent. I mean, Barrowman actually grew up kind of on both sides of the pond, if I remember correctly. Oh, but I yeah, know. He's, yeah. he's doing American bit. But, uh, you know, it's funny. I thought what you were going to name is the fact that when um, when Christopher Ryan shows up and later on when he gets a new wife, played by um, uh, Mo Gaffney, uh, Bo, hi, hi, hi. 
Um, <laughs> that I mean, she she's utterly utterly brilliant, but again, very American in that case. And and uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I she's kind of the ex- exception actually, because I think she worked really well in this show, and I I kind of believe her mm-hmm. uh, in a way that you know I, I don't always believe the other ones. But I mean, it's not Justin's fault, I suppose. Uh, I'm not I, even I sure if I, the actor is American or why yeah, he would no, be I doing that accent if he weren't. I didn't have a problem with American Cole Meany, um, uh, <laughs> at all. Um, I, I, you know, other than the fact that it's, you know, you think, well, it's, it's a British show and all of a sudden you have somebody that's not British or whatever and having, I can see where that would be jarring, but I, I didn't have a problem with him being uh, American. I think that's, um, it's, that's kind of, yeah, it's not a serious problem. It's just kind of like that, uh, gut reaction. Yeah. Uh, to hearing that, it just sounds so out of place, and you know, uh, sticks out. He, do you think he might have been? They might have had Robbie Coltrane in mind for that, in light of our earlier discussion. That's an interesting thought. I, um, I could see him a little bit of that in, vibe. I could see him stepping into that role, although. Yeah, that's that's interesting. I hadn't considered that before, but um, I, I could see that. Neither had I until now. Um, mm. But yeah, and it's it's interesting the way they, the relationship that they have with him. <laughs> he like gets them to stop being uh, nuisances by giving them antiques. I mean, and, uh, yeah. I, I have to, I mean, once we get to watching them again later in the series, I'm curious to see whether or not that sort of behavior follows on or if this is just a vestigial thing that gets dropped i don't really recall what the antique thing yeah yeah um, i mean i i kind of remember because i was uh flipping through the script book when i was trying to figure out which episode to do back when this was just going to be two episodes mm-hmm. um halcyon days uh the uh i won't spoil it but basically there's an episode later this season which kind of explains the shift in attitude a little bit mm. Uh, well, so, it, does it does it have to do with another person showing up? Yes, it does. Okay, that's what I thought. Yep. Okay. Um, it's been a while, but I thought so. <laughs> yep, yeah, that's. I, I think that kind of uh, takes care yep. of that particular thread. Got it. But yeah, um, I I love how short this was and how packed full of. Uh, characters it is and and how much fun it is and how how each of them kind of gets this little moment and it's it's really nicely done i mean even with that sort of drawn out argument about the the weight at the very beginning as you pointed out there it feels like there's so much in this yeah that that actually didn't drag as much like i said as the first one it feels like i mean we've also kind of established the characters a little bit at this point um you know we get again that the couple fantasies or, or flashback segments um again, that we had in the first one. In some ways, this structurally is very similar to the first one. I think we've alluded to that from the very mm-hmm. first shot. Um, that's kind of interesting as, as well. So it kind of establishes a little a little pattern in our mind. Um, uh, and that's, that's actually kind of clever. And at this point, they've got the bedroom, they've got the kitchen, and they've got the office. And that, then the, that little the, courtyard in there, the exterior yeah. shot. Um, oh, and then the street the shot. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, because we will. Later we saw it series. last episode, though. Okay. The, yeah, yeah, that hallway, that front door. You're right. You're right. There yep. was that too. Yeah. I was just thinking through how many sets there must be. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, 
Well, I'm, I'm assuming again, that's not a real house. I, I don't think that do. would happen. But know. maybe? Oh, house. <laughs> I mean, I'm... Yeah. I'm very naive about how those things are done, but I, I assume that it was... I assume that all those were sets, but who knows? Yeah. Well, good, good uh, question. That was that was good fun, um, mm-hmm. and we will of course be watching. I think France is next, or is it a different one? Yes, it is France because when I let it play on Hulu and it gets past the end of the episode, I let it get to the beginning of the next episode so I could just rewind it, and it is in fact France, uh, which I seem to remember liking quite a bit. Um, I think there's some of that nastiness that I feel like straddles the line at one point or whatever, but I seem to remember liking that episode. So mm-hmm. uh, It's sort of funny that they go abroad so quickly. We have these two kind of like uh, episodes bound to the setting and then uh, and then suddenly we're in France. I remember feeling like that was weird, but... Yeah. No, hey. I, I like I like that. I mean, especially in the world that they're in, like France is kind of the, the mecca for that sort of thing. So, I mean, it feels very mm-hmm. appropriate for them to do that. And of course, uh, there's at least a couple of abroad episodes that pop up later on that I can think of very memorably So uh, as well. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah. Interesting. Uh, yeah, I, so I'm I looking like forward to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. That should be fun. And uh, I don't think I have anything else to add about this one. That's all I have to say about that. <laughs> okay. Uh, until next time, then, uh, this has been Drew. This has been Jeff. And you've been listening to Starship Podcast Warlock. Warlock.